Uh, g'day everyone and g'day everyone and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live brought to you by Crowcast of course. Uh, I don't know what's going on there with my little graphic but that's okay we'll just get rid of that and get rid of that and we're all good to go. Now <laughs> talking tonight with Pete obviously we've got tons to talk about. We've got uh, an injury update, we've got a bit of chat about selection but probably the biggest thing that we want to talk about tonight is the 2021 South Australian draft class and Pete's all over that so I'm really looking forward to that discussion. Without any further ado let's get straight into it. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live, our second for 2021, and my camera's off, which probably suits everybody, there where I am, and uh, God, what's going on here, Pete, it's just been a bit of a comedy of errors tonight, but uh, hey, how you going? How you going? Uh, I do apologise uh, <laughs> to the listeners for the late start, that was all on me, trying to get my tech set up, so uh, it's only been a five-year problem theme, so it's only been a five-year oh, problem, look, you know. But, you know, consistency is a good thing. We like continuity at the Adelaide Football Club, don't we? Continuity. <laughs> That's what we're about. <laughs> That's what we're about. So, uh, look, let's uh, let's crack straight into it. Look, uh, g'day to everyone who's joined us on Discord and on YouTube and uh, even on Twitch and uh, all those who are listening live. Uh, we've got a fair old lineup on stage tonight, Pete. You can see them all there. There's at least five, and there's probably about another 20 that really do want to come along and just need to drink a little bit more alcohol before they <laughs> get the courage. But uh, to see some old names there, PJ Crows in particular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we love our old stages, and uh, we love our newcomers as well, Aussie 01, Billy Four Eyes, uh, Roberto there, all new people. Uh, 1990 Crow joining us. I think he'd be watching on Twitch. He's a Twitch store, or maybe that's J-Mac. I'm not sure. Peter, just while I get myself set, what did you think about the weekend, just quickly? Look, I was at the game, and I think I messaged you just before the game, and I said that I felt that if we could get within around about five goals, we'd be doing well, only because having watched GWS the week before, they didn't lose to the Bulldogs by too much. I thought that they were just starting yeah. to get a little bit of form together, and our midfield was unquestionably undermanned and you could see that on paper before the, the start of the game uh, compared to their midfield. And that was kind of how it played out. So I wasn't, I didn't go go to the game and, and sort of, you know, feel sort of particularly disappointed or anything like that. I just thought that we could have been a, a little bit smarter with a few things, particularly with the wind. Um, I was sitting on mm. the 50 metre line at the southern end and you could just, when we were kicking against the wind, you could just see our defenders... Um, setting too far forward and the ball was carrying about 10 metres over and just got them rolling a little bit with about three or four goals in similar similar fashion. But um, look, we just got absolutely butchered around the ball and if you look at their midfield, I actually think GWS looked like a really, really well-settled, really well-balanced lineup, and it really wouldn't surprise me if they go you know, quite deep this year. They've recovered well, haven't they? Uh, they started off looking like a bit of a rabble and uh, you wondered whether they had it in them for the fight this year in 2021. But, gee whiz, that midfield is so deep and so strong and mature. And, um, you know, uh, when when you look at the relative lineups, it was always going to be difficult. And our boys, as you rightly pointed out, Pete, they just never really picked the wind up. We did a bit of a analysis, or I did, uh, on the forward 50 entries. And both quarters that we were kicking into the wind, um, the vast majority of our forward 50 entries started from behind the, like our, the kick into forward 50 started from behind the centre circle. Um, and, uh, rarely did we have that extra possession to allow us to go in deep and GWS was just able to run it out really easily. 
Yeah, I think we have to be realistic where we are and the personnel mm. that we had. And also, the I mean, we've got a really significant injury list at the moment. And oh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. The, the vast majority of that injury list are experienced players. And yeah. so, That's... you know, with that, the, and where we had some wins at the start of the season, we actually had our experienced players playing really well. Mm. You know, if you think that Rory Sloan was in probably career best form, uh, yep. particularly that Gold Coast game. Yep. So, you know, massive, massive losses, massive losses to um, a team that needs some experience to, you know, to guide them, I think. Yeah, uh, and also just physical strength as well. We were brushed aside by GWS, and I, that was largely because just of a lack of mature bodies, really. So uh, never mind. Injuries yep. uh, is a good, it's a good segue into our little injury segment, Pete. Um, so I'm just it. having a look here at uh, what we're looking at. Uh, they're talking about... Sloney being in line for selection this week, although he still hasn't uh, received the ophthalmologist clearance. Um, I don't know whether I'm comfortable with Sloney coming back this week. I don't want to see his eye drop out. No, no, but I'd be, with that said, I'd be very, very surprised if he didn't play, to be honest. He, yeah, it'll, he's making all the noises that, he, that he'll play, so I suspect that we'll yeah. see him back. Agreed, agreed. Uh, what else have we got here? We've got Tommy Lynch has been ruled out. He's still got that toe. He must have done that in the nine minutes that he was on the ground in Tasmania because uh, apparently he was fit that day. Um, so he's being reassessed and uh, looks like he might be managed for a couple of weeks. Uh, Will Hamill is a test. Um, would seem slightly optimistic uh, to have him up for inclusion this week. Uh, given that it's an ankle and they normally take a, a, at least a couple and he's got ankle injuries, so we'll see uh, see what happens with him. Um, Luke Pedler has uh, got a bit of a groin problem, so he's a test for the SANFL. Luke Brown is uh, listed as a test with his Achilles. Don't know about that one, uh, Pete. Uh, Achilles... He's been managing that for a while, hasn't he? I don't know whether it's worthwhile rushing him back in. Did see them, did see them on the news running pretty strongly, Will Hamill and Luke Brown. They look, they look to be running really well and, um, and looked that was, fit as, as much as you can tell. But uh, Yeah, but I, that was I'm just like straight line running though, wasn't it? Correct. Uh, so I would be yeah. surprised to see them back in. Yeah, Matty Crouch is still a couple of weeks away with his groin. Daniel Tarley is still six weeks away with his foot. Uh, Lockie Gallant still... Uh, I don't know what Lockie Gallant did with his finger. What did he bloody chop it off or something? It was still six or seven <laughs> weeks. <laughs> that's, that's horrific for a bloody fin- finger injury. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Um, yeah, they, but, can, they uh, can be nasty. Yeah, well, this one certainly is, that's for sure. And, of course, we've got Mitch Inge and Wayne Miller out for the season. So, as you rightly point out, Pete... Um, uh, a few injuries and uh, uh, a couple of uh, handy inclusions if we could get the back in. Uh, Sloan, um, Daniel Talia, you know, as as much as our defence has been holding up gamely against the wave, uh, it would be handy to have Tiles back in. And, uh, of course, Matty Crouch would add a bit of experience as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. I guess we can touch on selection a little bit Um as a as another little segue, we're segueing like professionals here, mate. And just before <laughs> I do, um, just a reminder that if somebody does have uh, anything they'd like to say, um, stick your hand up. We've got three or four people in the audience uh, studio audience there. If any of you or anyone else would like to have a say uh, at any stage tonight, Tuesday Night Live is live and interactive, Peter. Uh, we'd love to have uh, other people share their views with us. So uh, go right ahead. Don't be shy. Um, so selection, Pete. Uh, we had a couple of interesting ones. I thought uh, the Fogarty omission was an interesting one. Um, do we see a way back in for Darcy this week? I really do. I think that, I think that we got, um, obviously, you know, slaughtered around the ball. And so mm. I think, I mean, the first in... I think it's pretty easy is Rory will come in. I think that surely Jimmy Rowe must now have a spell in the SNFL. He hasn't seen the ball for, for two or three weeks now. So, um, yeah. and that, that to me is a, that's a pretty easy light for light because all it really needs to do is you just add a mid rotation, another mid rotation through half forward. And I think that you cover Jimmy Rowe pretty easily with Sloane coming back in. 
So yeah. while they're not midfielder of midfielder, you can just extend the rotation, and so that that's a pretty for me a pretty easy one. Yeah, I think that yeah. the one um, there the, the were two. I'm not sure if you saw the game on Sunday. There were two I thought really outstanding performances in the middle for the Crows, which made it a very competitive game against Sturt. And that was, uh, as you point out, Darcy Fogarty. Yeah. But also the kid I really want to mention is Ronan O'Connor. Now he has taken yes. huge strides in the last two weeks. Yes. Now he had he had ten tackles and eight clearances mm-hmm. to go with his twenty possessions. And I think Harvard does the inside 50s, and he was named second best. Now, that builds on the game against Centrals two weeks ago where he had, you know, similar kind of numbers. And so I yep. wonder, you know, I mean, you've got a – he's a – I mean, when he, I was trying to find his stats today or his, his key stats today. and He was 191 and 85 when he was drafted in 2019. Yep. So you yep. would have to think that he's put five kilos on. He's a big kid. And you know he's he was leader um, in his draft year. He was captain. Of well, his people forget that. Yeah. Well, he was yeah, he was WA been. state captain. That's right Ryan, of the champs, of the WA champs winning team. Uh, and he is a you know whereas I think for me he has where I see his nose being in front of us. I think that they're just still Darcy's a work in progress in terms of. I yeah. mean, he had a great game too. He, I mean, he he had seven clearances and seven inside fifties. Mm. So we had we had thirty seven clearances and fifteen of those were those two guys. Yeah, and that's what that's and and thirteen inside fifties and so between yeah. those two, so that's what actually keeps you in the game. Yeah, there's so only I one thing that, that I would putting pressure on. Yeah, there's only one thing that I would say against Darcy's performance on the weekend, Pete, and it harkens back to my football days. I played a lot, lot of football on Kingswood Oval. I don't know whether it's where the Unley Jets play, uh, and thankfully yep, I didn't play one. for the Unley Jets. I uh, played for the National Bank uh, back in the day, and uh, I was a midfielder, and I loved playing home games because that that ground was so small. He <laughs> 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 didn't have to do anything, yeah. and I reckon Darcy's That's rocked unreal. up to Unley Oval and gone, "Whoo, this is going to be a good one. I don't have to work." <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, look, but I, not, I, I honestly I watched... Connor ahead of Darcy and because mm. I think Darcy's still a work in progress. So where do we fit Ronan in? Well, I, I just, I have some real concerns about where Jackson Haightley's at in his football career. And, he, you know, he sees himself as an inside midfielder. That's why I wanted to come back yeah. to Adelaide. But yeah. he's still, uh, really, he's still playing that role that he played uh, at GWS, which is an outside player, he's had two clearances in two games, which isn't good enough. Yeah, well, none yeah, last week. Efficiency is not good enough for an outside mid. So, I, I just feel yeah. that he needs to go back and and really work on where he wants to be. I, I, it may not happen, but I would absolutely pull the trigger on on a swap between those two. I'd have O'Connor in for his debut. I think he's played he's played two really solid games in the SNFL. Yeah. I think that he's worth he's worth a crack as a as a really big, you know, aggressive mid. To go in there and lay hey. tackles and get, you know get some clearances and be a big body, that's what we're Peter? looking for Jackson to do. But he doesn't seem to to be doing it. So. Mm, I look, I I actually interviewed Jackson on um, <clears throat> Monday. Uh, it was a great interview. He's a great lad, and uh, those uh, on Patreon who are a veteran tier, they've already got access to that interview. But it'll be released on Thursday to the wider community. Um, but I, my personal opinion is that he's not a midfielder. I, I have him, and I said this on Sunday. I, I have him as a as a sneaky for a Tom Lynch. I reckon he's a mm, I reckon yeah. he's a high half forward player. I re- I saw him play at Centrals. He 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 can play tall. He's a good shot at goal. Yep. Surprisingly, considering his field disposal has been a bit lacking. But I, I reckon that's his spot. I do not see him as certainly. I don't see him as an inside midfielder, um, and he seems a little bit too one paced to play effectively on the outside. Uh, I'd like to see them try him in that le- in that link up role. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. He's actually quite a good mark. He, uh, he mm. judges the ball very well. Takes quite a few marks. He did certainly did wins at Jeffrey West as well. So. Look, yeah, that may well be a role for him, but I think at the moment, I think I think there has to be some reaction to being uh, as badly slaughtered around the ball as what we were. Uh, it, it was a really, really poor effort. Um, and so between him and Sam Berry, not a single clearance. And so I'm prepared yeah. to carry Sam because he, you know, he, I think he's warranted uh, continued selection just at the t- for the time being. 
but um, so anyway, that, that's a, that's a move I'd make. Whether they'll do that, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But the other one, of course, is whether um, uh, do we have any interest in, in giving that running defender defender role to uh, to Chase Jones instead of Dmac? So I guess a potential. Yeah. Um, and the other kid that played really well in the Sanford was Josh Worrell. Yeah, surely, surely, surely Josh gets a run. Where do, we, where do you play him? Yeah, where I know. Uh, and isn't it interesting that Jake Kelly's form has improved since Josh has risen up the ranks? Because that's pretty much the spot, isn't it? Yeah, that's mate, the spot. Mate, Andy, Andy McPherson hasn't been going great, Gun, so he, that's a, he's a potential out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I guess that's the spot. Um, you, your point regarding Ronan O'Connor is interesting because I could almost see him sliding into a back pocket while he's getting his uh, feet wet. Um, but, look, uh, what's the makeup of the port forward line you got? Dixon, see, they've, they Ken White's playing tall up forward, even though he's got Gray and Razio and a couple others running through there. But he has yep. Dixon and Marshall and um, the other bloke that whose name escapes me right now. So uh, we've got uh, Butts and Murray. Um, certainly, I think if you put Gallant in, he's I guess similar to today, isn't he? And probably a little bit more attacking than Kelly. Jeez, I, I don't know. I'd just like to see him in this. I think he needs to be rewarded, don't you? Yeah, he does. He's, he's played a lot of good football. For a number of weeks, so I think that m- maybe Andy McPherson comes out. Yeah. Or, um, t- just for a rest, I think he hasn't been in, in particularly stellar form, and I think sometimes no. you, know, you can just be you can just be pushed out by someone who's just demands selection. I think that Worrell is that person, and I think that and I think Dmac to the maybe to the emergency bench and um, and Chase Jones maybe to slot into that role that Dmac had on yeah. on the weekend. What do you think about that one? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I <clears throat> I don't mind it because I think we we've got to find out, don't we, about that one? He's a number nine pick. You've got, you've got to really try and find something for him before you you, you let that go. So yeah, I, I wouldn't wait too long to give him a crack at that. Seems that it seems like that that seems to have freed his mind, um, yeah. according to Godden. So I, that that's a move that I make. So we need a few moves, Fiend. We can't just accept the performance like that, even though we know you know there were reasons for it. We still need yeah. to, I think, make some moves, particularly around the ball. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And I think, um, you know, a, a couple of boys there you mentioned, I think, are just a little bit weary. Uh, McPherson looks weary and maybe a little bit sore. He's certainly, his form has been in a little bit of decline over the last probably three or four weeks, I reckon. Um, so I think it'd be very justified to have him out. Um, what I... What I fear, though, is that we're going to be conservative and, you know, you've got Sloan coming in, you've got maybe Luke Brown coming back in. That really squeezes it for spots, doesn't it? And um, whilst you understand from an experience point of view, it, it must be very difficult at, at match committee at the moment to get the balance right, uh, you know, between fielding a competitive team and um, getting games into the kids that you need to get games into. Yeah, absolutely agree. If, if if both if either Brown and or Hamill are fit, that just puts a you know it's interesting, isn't it? Because it it puts a real squeeze on defensive positions, and yet I, I don't mm. feel we've been you know brilliant defensively this year altogether. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't think we've been particularly hard to score on. So it's interesting, isn't it? That we I don't think we've been great defensively, and yet yeah. there doesn't seem to be many positions vacant. Yeah, I thought. Um... I thought Murray last week was the right in, but I tell you what, if yep. you were um, if you were Josh Worrell, you'd be thinking, Jesus, what else do I have to do? Um, so I guess he's just got to keep pushing, and by all reports, his attitude is really good, and he keeps fronting up and performing really well. So, uh, you know, ho- hopefully they work something out there. Um, now, up forward, uh, a couple of things. We were talking about fog earlier. I know it's not going to happen. But what's your opinion? I, I reckon Tex needs to be managed. He's starting to look sore, particularly in second halves of games now. He's a little bit. The other one that's looking very, very sore and looks like he needs some kind of managing is McAdam. Doesn't have a yeah. uh, an immediate like for like replacement because he's a bit. He's one of those sort of expected kind of players. So I'm not quite sure. Yeah. You know, I'm not quite sure who we're replacing with. But he just looks to me to be sore and and a little bit slow as well. And certainly Jimmy Jimmy Rowe. Real. I mean. 
It's been great. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he needs to be to go back to the SNFL to um to work on his craft. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, I reckon it's all about body for Jimmy Rowe. He's got the footy smarts. Um, he's yep. just not getting to the right spots often enough. Um, <clears throat> and the only way he's really getting ball is is running right up the ground, which is fine. But we need him being at the bottom of packs. Uh, I mean, that said, our, our entries at the moment are terrible, which doesn't play into the hands of a small forward particularly well. But he just needs to get more. And McAdam, I reckon, is he carrying a pec injury, a pectoral muscle injury? I, there's something going on there. His defensive efforts are woeful um but irrespective he does seem to be picking and choosing when he wants to go i think so and my only and the only reason i haven't mentioned the is because when you ask me for my sort of ins and outs like just looking through the sample team i'm just I'm just not quite sure uh, i don't think he's got a light for light patch up and i think you probably have to try and perhaps structure the forward line a little bit differently if you're going to yeah. have him out well, the only, the only really uh, liked like for Benny Davis, and he was just so putrid in the forward yeah, three quarters. Yeah. yeah, and then looked a million dollars across half back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, half back's the easiest game, uh, easiest spot on the ground, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> what about uh, it's going to be wet? What about chase up forward in a forward pocket? Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I just don't want to write him off, and I think that uh, anything that gets him going. Gives him an opportunity. I'm quite happy yeah. to bring him in as a pressure forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, last one on selection. There's been a lot of people uh, not happy with Elliot Himmelberg, um, and he has shown early 2020 form in terms of his overhead marking. Uh, people forget very quickly that uh, he started clunking him later on. I pegged. Elliot as a bit of a confidence player, and I think he benefits. Like, uh, remember, Jason Portpolicia used to always benefit from a couple of runs. I reckon Elliot's a bit the same, and I just don't think you give the kid two games and then write him off. Uh, yes, Billy's been going well in the twos, um, but Billy got a five-game run. Uh, I'd like to see Elliot stay in for a good four or five more weeks. Well, you know, I've always been on his bike, and... The thing is, is that he came in for his first game, and when we had some really good midfield delivery, he you know, he looked a million dollars. He kicked two or three yeah. goals. He took marks. Yeah. He looked really good. So he looked like to me to be back to the Elliot of of, of late last year. But then, mm. you know, when you get absolutely you know just smashed around the ball like we did, mm. uh, very very difficult for for him. And so it was never going to be you know probably a great a great day for him. But probably no. could have worked a little bit harder to try and get himself into the game. But I think you're right. He, you know. He's owed it, I think, two or three, you know, three or four, maybe five games, just to to really uh, give him that con- continuity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ding. <laughs> Should be a drinking so game. He he, <laughs> he he needs he needs a run. He needs a run. I think so. And you know, it's hard to, hard for a big forward to know where to run when the ball's just like just coming in on top of your head. It's uh, not a, anyway. Uh, the thing I like about Berg is he's so he's clean below his knees, isn't he? He's, a couple of takes he did take on that half forward line and dish off handballs. He's very one grab below his knees, yeah, and he almost has to stand stand upside down to take a mark. <laughs> and he, you know his ruck craft has really really improved as as well. Yes, he's quite he's quite effective in the ruck. And look, the reality is that you and I both know, Fiend, that we've had the uh, the second ruck key forward set up going for however many years now, and it ain't yes. going to change. That is part of Adelaide culture. No. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right, so uh, a, a bit for the selection panel to chew on um, at at selection this week. It's going to be very interesting to see how they play it. Um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that we've got you know some genuine pressure coming from underneath with some really solid mm. you know, sample performances that actually yep. will give the selectors something to think about. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now, there's not a lot going on in Crow's land. So in terms of Crow's news, unless you're aware of something that I'm not, Peter, uh, it's a bit of a non-event. So it's a good opportunity for the throngs of people in the live studio. We've actually had to shut the doors, I believe. The security guards are out the doors, Pete, (laughs) keeping people out. Um, It's only the good-looking ones that are getting in at the moment. Uh, So if any of you good-looking people in this studio audience want to... uh, have something to say, uh, J Mac, Roberto, PJ, Billy, nineteen ninety. Uh, 
We don't care how many times you've been on. You're always welcome. So stick up your virtual hand and uh, come on and have your say. But in the meantime, Pete, and I wish I'd done like a big fanfare for this segment because it's going to be <laughs> huge. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know whether you've noticed, but I've actually coined uh, a phrase which I'm happy for people to absolutely destroy and replace, uh, uh, the crowed to the draft. The crowed to the draft, Pete. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it, uh, we yeah we want to we want to do this, don't we? And I, th- I think today we'll just lead in with a bit of a general chat on uh, on this particular segment, and then we'll drill down in the coming weeks. But Pete, you've got some really good visibility at the moment over the uh, over the juniors, over the under eighteen program um, yep. uh, in the SANFL. And uh, you're all over it, mate. So I'm, I'm prepared to anoint you as draft <laughs> guru for 2021 and really interested just to hear what you've got to say about uh, how things are progressing for the 2021 South Australian draft class. Look, thanks, mate. And I was thrilled when you got in touch wanting to perhaps uh, hand this over to me because it was just uh, very, very convenient that I was working in uh, junior football circles in the admin area, as you know, and so that's given yeah. me, as you say, a pretty good visibility. And, it's, you know, I can understand once I got into it why draft watchers get so into it because it does, it sucks you in because you've got this great yeah. talent. And I think we've, we've been incredibly, sport, you know, one thing that happened last year with COVID is that uh, with the with the Victorian kids all um, not able to play is that a, a real focus came on the SA Under-18 competition. And I yeah. think that, you know, when we, when we see... Um, like, you know, Tommy Powell, who was picked as a first-rounder, you know, out straight out of the under-18 competition, playing brilliant football that he is. You yeah. know, it, it builds on the reputation of the league. And so we're fortunate that we've got another great crop uh, coming through this year. And so the um, and the, they're going to be right in our hit zone, some of these kids. And so it's really, really worthwhile to have a look at them. I've got six kids that I really want to have a look at in the general draft, and then we've got two NGAs. That I mm. want to have a look as well. So eight kids all together. So those kids that I want to have a look at over the coming weeks, and what we'll do, as you say, is that each week we'll have a look at one of these kids, and we'll go into a little bit more depth. But of course, we all know about Jason Horn, yep. who is playing for a South League at the moment. So he will just while away his trade there in the league side. Um, then we've got, um, and I've got these in a bit of an order. Uh, then, mm. as you will, as you know, my uh, my favourite of the draft, Matty Roberts, who is. Yes. Uh, just an just an absolute. He is a superstar. This kid, and he will be. He's pushing his way up into around about sort of that sort of three to seven kind. He's top five, range. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say he's probably going to go top five. Um, mind you, the cha- the under nineteen champs will be played later in the year, and that that will determine a lot of the um, the order. But yeah, he's just an absolute superstar. He'll he'll go to he'll go missing a little bit now because he's captain of the St Peter's First Eighteen side, so he'll drop yeah. out of of uh, the public view and he'll play school football. But just for the listeners, I go and watch a bit of First Eighteen football, so I'll have some reports about um, St Peter's uh, certain St Peter's games, and um, yeah. we'll see we'll track how how Maddie's going. Uh, the other one, and he these are all these both these kids are in the AFL Academy, as is Cooper Burley, who's a Norwood mm. midfielder. And he is a little bit different. Now, the other two, Horn and um, uh, Matty Roberts, are those 183, 184 centimetre classic go-forward kick goal midfielders that we all fall yeah. in love with now because, you know, that's dusty. Yeah. Cooper Merley, Cooper Merley is a really, really classy version of Ned McHenry, if you, if, if you want to sort of look at that. He's 177 centimetres, but he's got, he's got real pace, real burst. He's a really, really skillful clearance player, even though he's uh, fairly small of stature. So he's one to watch. The other South lads, there's three South lads uh, together with Roberts and Bourne, and that's Arlo Draper. Arlo Arlo Draper, Draper, yeah. He's yet another 184-centimetre goal-kicking mid. Mm. So South have have just cloned three of these kids. Um, Just phenomenal that they've uh, they've cloned these kids. So they're a great story. Uh, So they're four. Uh, the fifth one that I want to have a look at, um, a kid that I'm just liking more and more every week, is a, is a kid from Glenelg. His name's Lewis oh, Racing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, oh, boy. <laughs> he's something special, Lewis Racing. I still think because he's a um, he's actually a running halfback, so he's your 181-centimetre yeah. running halfback, and he just uh, uh, he just lays a laser boot. He's kind of like a version played of the mid- Brody Smith. 
played in the midfield for a fair while on the weekend, uh, Pete, and did pretty well. Yeah, he started off in the midfield. So the knock on him in his in his bottom age year, the knock on him was that he was a little bit outside and yeah. he wasn't really as contested <laughs> as what is what he could be. And I think I said to you. Didn't I? Actually, it was just last week. I said to you, if he can add, if he does add that contested side to his game, you know, maybe yeah. he could push up. And that's exactly yeah. what they've done with him on the weekend. They pushed him up on oh, the yeah. field, and um, yeah. he's look, he's he's fast. He he kicks. He's got a laser kick. So I yeah. guess you know, I think a little bit shorter him. version of Brody Smith. <laughs> and yeah. So I think that we could use a player like that. The other kid I want to have a look at is a, a kid by the name of Morgan Ferez. So he's probably around about that early twenty kind of mark in the draft. Yep. He's a one at, currently. He's a one ninety centimeter uh, key position forward at under eighteen level. Although he actually got promoted for a game in the reserves on the weekend, so I, I'm hoping he's got maybe a few more centimeters of growth left in him. But yeah. um, so he's sort of tracking as a key forward and um, or a marking forward. So and then that just leaves our NGAs and to our NGAs. I reckon we could be uh, we could get really really lucky here because I think that Blaine O'Loughlin he's a star. And I reckon because he's one seventy three, yeah, I think he's gonna. I, I think he's gonna push outside that top twenty. And of course, this yeah. year with NGA, we can take them as long as they don't go in the top twenty. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Blaine O'Loughlin is, you know, he's just so skilled. He's quick. He plays in defence. So again, he's a distributor that you know could quite easily. It would be look. It would be like having Caleb Daniel on your team. It really would. He just never yeah. misses a target. He just uses the well, ball so well. He's quick and yeah, he's great. And Caleb's shown that the, you know, I mean, obviously uh, a lack of height um, restricts you in terms of what you can do on an AFL field, but it doesn't stop you from playing the game. And that's one of the beauties of the game. If you're good enough, if you're good enough, then um, you know you can slot in. And Caleb's like that. Ned McHenry's starting to show signs that uh, he could be up to the level. I mean, size, uh, you know, Rory Laird isn't all that tall either. He's shorter than me. Um, so, you well, know, it doesn't preclude I'm them from playing on, if they're good enough. I'm glad you're on board with that, mate, because our second NGA, Isaiah Dudley, out at Centrals, he's 168. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've got – there's limits, so, Pete. Uh, there's limits. <laughs> so he's, what are they, year sixes? He's knocking up getting the football out at Centrals, but he yeah. is, um, yeah. So anyway, I'm not quite sure whether Isaiah will, yeah, whether the, whether they would go with another one like that. But look, I think that for, for our purposes, our hitting zone, our real hitting zone is really Matty Roberts. I don't think we're going to yeah. get Jason Horn. I don't think North Melbourne are going to give him up. And I don't think we're going to be bad enough to end up with a number one draft pick. Matty Roberts <sighs> is right in that zone of, you know, pick three, four, five, which is where I think we'll be. And I want him bad. I want him real bad. He is a terrific player. And when we when we look at him in more depth, Fiend, I'll, I'll yeah. go through stats and you'll just see what a, what an absolute workhorse this kid is. Yeah, he's got a massive, no. massive engine already. I've been uh, busy chopping up whatever highlights I can get my hands on, and it's a bit slim pickings at the moment. It always. Uh, it's a bit hard to find stuff until after the champs when uh, they all start promoting themselves, but. Uh, yeah. Everything you see of that lad is just, it's silk, isn't it? It's just Rolls Royce kind of stuff. It, he is a Roll, he's a Rolls Royce, and it's just his work rate. He's inside, outside, he's forward, he's back, he's just everywhere. And so, you know, we, we, we'll have a real deep dive into some of his stats, and that'll show exactly how valuable this kid can be. And, um, but the reason why, we'll, see, I was talking last week about, well, you, know, you know, could we trade someone like Darcy Fogarty? I, I love Darcy Fogarty as a player, don't get me wrong, but. Mm. You've got to shake the tree if you're going to. And what I really want to do is, I think we're going to have a good second round pick. I really want to push that Melbourne second round pick, which is going to end up in the low 30s. I really want to push yeah. that forward a bit to, so that we can maybe get another first rounder somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, my feel is that they probably will only take the, well, maybe two or three at this draft. I mean, we loaded yeah. up pretty hard in uh, the 2020 draft. Uh, we've got a very, very young squad as it is. You can't see, to, or I can't really see any retirements uh, unless they're forced retirements. Um, mm. You know, Tex is looking for another contract. Sloney's going to keep going. I'd say that Chief's going to keep going. Uh, Daniel uh, will keep going, you would imagine. So there's 
There's no one really looming as a as a prospect to drop off the list. There'll probably obviously be a couple of delistings at the bottom end, but I can't see a lot of wholesale changes to the list. So, you know, it, they will. We don't have the uh, the the currency that we did uh, last year to, with, in terms of points, but we do have enough, as you said, to push that that uh, that Melbourne pick up. Um, and you'd think that that they'd be wanting to do that. Um, but, geez, I tell you what, as much as I love Jason Horn and I'd love to have him in our midfield and up forward, uh, we wouldn't be losing one thing with Matty Robertson on our list. Not one thing. Uh, not, not a thing. Not a thing. And, look, for, for listeners out there that um, might be thinking about the Victorian kids, look, of course, there's going to be Victorian kids in around mm. those picks for sure. My brief thing, look at the South Australian kids, and I love it, and that's all I'm doing because... Yeah. They are, you know, what we what we've seen is that they're every bit as good, and we're going to have these kids right around our pick. And I think that we've shown in the last couple of years that we're really inclined, if we can, to pick South Australian kids. Yeah, it's been a change, uh, I think, uh, in the last, especially last year. Uh, it's a pity it didn't happen for the the Luca year, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they probably weren't gettable anyway, really, realistically. But um, the, the the juniors uh, over the last couple of years in South Australia have been really strong, and I think it's a good uh, opportunity for us to build a squad that is, you know, uh, has least uh, downside risk as possible in terms of you know players leaving. Um, and I've got to say too, Pete, that I've spoken now with uh, Harry Schoenberg. Um, Ned McHenry and yesterday with Jackson Haightley and they're all loving it at the club and you know sometimes they can you can tell when people are towing the company line but unprompted they're all saying the energy down there is really positive they all feel like they're a part of something that's building they've taken ownership of the club you know the seniors are really taking on mentoring roles all the rest of it so it appears that um, between Matthew Nix and Daniel Jackson and, and the other assistant coaches, they've built a, a really good vibe around that young group. Um, yep. So you add a couple of, add a bit more quality to it. Um, and it just feel, it's got a very Western Bulldogs feel to it for mine. Western Bulldogs mm-hmm. sort of built their squad in about 2013, 2014, and then really rose up uh, for their premiership year with that core group it feels like we're building that core group right now uh which obviously is what you want to do um during a rebuild but uh, hopefully we're able to get those selections right um and all those players can come through maybe topped off with a little bit of uh ringing talent just to uh to plug the gaps uh where required yeah, look, I think there's some free agents, and look, we're going to have to talk about it tonight, but there's some free agents floating around that I've got a real interest in. Not fashionable, not sexy, but I think, as you say, you know, for nothing as a free agent, just for a contract, I think that would be would be very, very, a yeah, very, very handy pickup. But I think that, as you say, if we can just, you know, if we can just um, be a bit creative and pick up, you know, three three of these kids in around the top 25 mm. this year, I think we'll be really, really well placed, and, and we'll have a top five pick and. And uh, if we can, we can get a really, you know, a, a really classy leader in that midfield who can, yeah. you know, just go all day. And then I think that yeah. that's um, that's going to really round us off. Yeah, well, I think we talk just to round this off, and it's all speculation at this point. Um, but just looking at at the the early picture of the draft, we've obviously got two, I guess, standout candidates for trade. Uh, one would be Fogg, of course, and the other one was probably Matt Crouch. Mm-hmm. I can see a few. I can see a few suitors for Darcy. I think Sydney and Collingwood would be in the market for someone like him. Um, yeah. uh, Matt is that a contract? And I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the only the only um, thing with Collingwood is that they're probably all in Dacos at the moment. So whether they've got anything to give. Um, is another thing, uh, and their and their um, I don't I think their first pick is like thirty seven or something, so um, they don't have a lot there. But I reckon the Saints might be up for it. Um, Matty Crouch, though, I'm not sure. Um, 
couple on the chat talking about Carlton, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I'd rather. I worry about Matt Crouch. If I can, hmm. I'd rather keep. I'd rather keep Matt if we can, just for our less list profile reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, and also, I think that you know the problem is is that if we he's, he'll be a free agent next year, so yeah. or this year. So if we if we let him go, then um, and it just means then if we you know, we bring a free agent in, which I think we should, it just cancels mm. out any kind of um, uh, compensation we get. Compensation, yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, um, it looks really good, um, Pete. Uh, the the players that you've put on the on the list there. Um, and I'll uh, continue to busily cut away some footage. Um, and should we start top down next week and start with Mr. Horn? Do yeah, you think? why not? Let's start. Let, yep, absolutely. Let's start at the top. Start and at the top and work our way he's down. Not going to be available to us. We'll, we'll certainly have a look at him. And now the, the other kid that is going to go really, really well. Just sorry, just quickly, Jace mm. Burgoyne. But I'm not looking at him because oh, yeah. he's Port Father Son. No. I'll get another gift, and I'm not looking at yeah. him. Yeah, no, nah, he uh, he had a pretty good game for Sturt on the weekend, um, and uh, it's uh, such a shame that he's not available <laughs> now. Macker on Sunday was saying that Jason Horn may drop below the top three, and I told him I would bet him his next Sammy's voucher that that wouldn't happen. But can you see any way, uh, irrespective of what the talent is around the country, do you see any way where a, a lad who is picked in the South Australian senior state team or state squad at least uh, in his first year as a senior doesn't get picked top two or three? No, I really can't see it, to be honest. The, the only thing that really um, could potentially happen is if something bizarre happens in the champs. Um, where yeah. you know kids rise, and so that, that 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 may well determine uh, some aspect of it. But I think that you know you get a kid like that suddenly go going back and playing basically playing under nineteen, he's, he's going to dominate both champs. Yeah, and one last question on this, uh, just a general one: um, a couple of blokes get get promoted up to the reserves. Do you see any value in that? I, I, no, I actually think I that it. uh, it's it's a waste. I, I, I just I just can't. You know, I'm really, really annoyed that they did that with Cooper Murley, and I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what are they doing at, at Norwood? They're playing him in, in the in the yeah. resies. I just couldn't understand it because, you know, either let him play with his peers in the under 18s or give him league exposure. There's, you know, you just just in no man's One hundred percent. Kid picked up sort of. I think he had two games where he picked up ten or eleven possessions, and then he but he rolled his ankle down at Crows yeah. as part of the AFL Academy yeah. training. He's out for another three yeah. weeks. Yeah, and that's that's uh, to me the reserves is where you put your over eighteen next uh, twenty two out, um, and really your under 18s is your second. Like you, you got your league, your Colts, and your reserves in that order, in my opinion, and your reserves is purely to, there to to back up the league team. So I don't see any value yeah. in it at all. And it, you know, I sort of saw it when my lad was going through um, the system. These clubs, they get focused on winning and it's a real, uh, I guess it's a real push-pull situation for these clubs that need to have success in their own right. But yep. sometimes they really lose focus on developing some of these kids. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree anyway. more. Yeah, Morgan Perez played in the uh, Perez played in the, the, the resis on the weekend. I, you know, for what purpose? I, you know, I just can't, can't see that. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, uh, Matty Roberts would... Matty Roberts would be playing league football other than the fact he's now going to, about to go into the to the school football season. So that's the only reason yeah. he's not playing league football. He's far yeah. too good for the under-18s. But yeah. Yeah, I, the reserves is just a, it's no man's land. Yeah. So we've got a couple of minutes left and uh, I've invited 1990 Crow onto the stage. He's been waiting patiently. There were one or two others there that were waiting patiently. So stick your hand up now. We'll take a couple of uh, listeners' comments before we finish up. Oh, 1990 Crow's buggered off now. Well, stuff you. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He's out. Uh, we'll uh, prattle on for a second, 1990, in case you want to come back. Uh, and if anyone else wants to have a quick say, uh, here's PJ. We'll uh, bring him on. He's always uh, prone to making us look sort of making me look stupid. Anyway, PJ, how are you going? Hey, Thane. How are you, Pete? PJ, how are you, mate? Good to, good to hear from you. Yeah, good. It's been a while. 
Yeah, um, just uh, a couple of things. Firstly, um, congratulations on your um, push for us to select Riley Thilthorpe despite uh, a lot of uh, people saying <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Uh, at the pointy end last on. year, you've been calling for him. You've been calling for him since about 2015, if I'm uh, if I'm correct. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Now, I've just I've just muted PJ Crows because I just want to make this perfectly clear. Peter doesn't need his tyres pumped up, right? You don't need to come on here and pump his tyres up. All right, so that's the rule. Uh, now, you may continue, PJ. I'm back, I'm back on, am I? Yes. Seven, did seven you hear the rule? Delay has, been, uh, has been removed, has it now? Okay. Did, did you um, hear the rule? No pumping up Peter's tyres. Okay, mate. Um, so just are you talking about Matt Roberts, just wondering um, who you would sort of compare him with um, from someone sort of recent. The, the name I hear is, is similar to Tommy Powell, who's just an accumulator. Is that right? He's not really – look, he's, he's not really just an accumulator because he, um, he's, he's inside, he's outside. And what, what, when you're looking at Matty Roberts' stats, he has an enormous amount of inside 50s. So he's actually really quite um, direct with his play. And if you have a look at his, actually, a, a, a nice little highlights package just went up tonight uh, because he won the, the player of the round. And um, he, he, kicked, he actually kicked a goal from inside the goal square, uh, inside the centre square um, at, um, at Norlunga. So he's got, a booming, yep. he's got a booming kick on him. So he's not like a Matty Crouch um, crabbed the ball around. But he had 10 inside 50s on the weekend. And if you go back through his games, he's a... Um, an absolute inside fifty pig. He just keeps knocking the ball inside fifty. So he'll win. He'll win clearances. He'll spread. He'll get it on the outside, and he'll go fairly direct. But he's got a really nice boot. Uh, to actually compare him to a player, I'd almost in. Uh, he's like a really like a rich man's in, in in the way that he kind of looks, if you like, physically. He almost looks like a rich man's um, Lukey Power. I don't know if you remember Luke Power that played for the yeah, for sure. a long time ago. He's just that running, that hard running left foot. Player, he's a, he's a better player than Luke, Luke Power. But I'm just thinking, if if you if you can remember how he played, you know, always in space, always delivering the ball, those really nice, neat left foot kicks. So he's a he's a left footer. He's a left footer, yeah. So he's, he's yeah, beauty. Really, really, really nice, deadly left foot, and um and hits to and but he's he's also that nice 184 go foot. And if you if you look at those highlights that have just gone up from the from the sandful, takes a couple of really nice overhead marks, and um so he he'll, he'll go forward and and kick those goals too as a goal-kicking mid. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Now, PJ, get, him in there. get him in there with, uh, with Peddler and Berry. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Now, PJ, I've got a couple of queued uh, up. No worries. So, Cheers, guys. Um, good on you, mate. PJ. Thank you. Uh, 90, uh you've got yourself sorted, so come back in, Spinner. How are you going, mate? I'm good, Phoenix. How are you? Not too bad. you got a you got a quick minute. Before we have to cut to the doing? news. Um, <laughs> I've always yeah, wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> dr- drove over to um, Adelaide from Melbourne for this game, actually. Um, kind of wish good I did, but Ooh. oh well. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was, it was at least good to see um, all the young guys competing. Um, maybe I think we sort of we lacked a little bit of uh, frontal pressure um, and inside contested work this, this week. We sort of just threw out probably all the plans that um, the coaching staff had and it sort of just resulted in us being second to the ball um, and defending the whole game and eventually the, the damn ball broke. Um, probably in that second quarter. Um, and the, you could see the guys actually dropped their heads um, out in the field and once that happened, it was pretty much game over. Yeah. Give us any chance this week, 1990? Oh, negative. A thousand? <laughs> Negative um, a thousand. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. And showdowns are 50-50. You know that. No, no, no. I'd just be good to be competitive is what I'd say. Um, just to, to get within four or five goals would be good. Um, just be a bit more competitive than we were last week. And just see a bit more um, out of our midfield particularly to match up with theirs would be good. Because like, yeah. if, if our midfield doesn't turn up this week, I've got real concerns going forward. Yeah, we're going to be cooked. All right. Thanks, mate. I've got to shuffle you back because I've got once more, one more and then we've uh, got to round it out. So thanks for, your, uh, thanks for your opinion there, mate. And we've got Ozzy as our, our last caller, Peter. Ozzy, uh, come in, Spinner. 
I've given you the green light. You've just got to click the invite acceptance at the top there. How good? How good's live podcasting, Pete? Eh? <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. The interaction. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, we also got Sloan Ranger there, so uh, I don't know whether he wants to have a quick chat before uh, we go. Ozzy, I'm going to count you down, and then we're going to count our way out. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't look like Ozzy's going to uh, going to join us, Peter. So, yeah, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah, something something like that. Look, mate, um, a really good little broad brush on the uh, on the draft class uh, this week, uh, and I'm really looking forward to diving into this because you're absolutely correct. Once you start looking at it, uh, it's almost like it's almost like the footy almost becomes secondary in some way. Um, you know, you can get really caught up in what's coming through and uh, it's fascinating to see the kids develop and it's great that you've got such an insight and, um, you know, you can give us some really good information. So good on you. Easy. Looking forward to it, mate. All right. Well, thanks everyone who uh, joined us on Discord and on YouTube. Uh, some really good chat uh, this evening on Tuesday Night Live. Um, so I uh, th- appreciate everyone for getting involved there. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a like and uh, ding the uh, notifications bell so you uh, get updated every time we upload something. We're actually going to be uploading our Jackson Haightley interview on Thursday morning, so look out for that one. Of course, if you want to uh, support the Crowcast, and we do have some fantastic patrons um, amongst you all, uh, hit us up at patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast. Uh, every little slither of dollar that uh, you throw our way is greatly appreciated. Uh, Peter, it's been wonderful. Uh, have, have a good night, everyone, and we will see you on Sunday for the Sunday wrap. Good on you, mate. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>